It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. It's heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all the shows on podcast. We're in 162 now and in our fourth season. So uh, this is a listener-guided show and a supported show. And on the website, you'll find a way to uh, that will walk you through that if you're interested in that. Hey, my guest uh, is just, I've been looking forward to this because it's such a great nonprofit we're going to be talking about. And the guest is Lisa Scarpinato. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you today? <laughs> Good to see you. You too. So um, Lisa is the CEO and co-founder uh, with you and your husband, right? That's it, yes. Vince? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, CEO and co-founder of the 501c3 nonprofit Kitchen on the Street. And uh, before we get into uh, the nonprofit conversation, uh, for our audience who doesn't know you at all, let's go through your your life. How did you get to this point in your life? Uh, well, my family moved here in the early 70s from the Chicago area because uh, one of our family members had breathing issues, asthma. So you might remember that there was quite yeah. a wave of that and a lot of people were sent to Arizona. So we were. And uh, I had the pleasure of growing up in the Glendale area. I'm a product of public education and our community college system. And I spent, I don't know, 20-some years in the insurance industry. And in 2006, uh, God called me to serve our community and, and love the food insecure kids and families of, of our state and our county. And so um, that's what I'm doing. Wow. So uh, so you had no idea if anything anything like this would happen before you came to Arizona? Well, no. I was only three when we got here. You were so, three. No. I really had <laughs> well, no idea then. <laughs> some three-year-olds are really bright, you know, and have it all figured out. I have a granddaughter. It's that way. So, um, Lisa, uh, you stated, um, you know, you have a fabulous story. Those are your words. I do. Absolutely. Uh, please share that story with us and, and, and how you started all of this. Absolutely. So around 2006, uh, our daughter was 12 or 13, and we thought that she really needed to be uh, involved in the community and serving. And so we felt like that needed to be more than just at church. So we tried to, to um, schedule some nonprofits to allow us to come and, and work in the community Um in volunteer service. And what we found is that most nonprofits require kids to be 16 or older in order to volunteer. So that was kind of deflating for us. Yeah. And um, it was perfect because this is so how God works. Um, it prompted us to, as a family, start to pray about what God was calling us to and who he was calling us to serve. And so through that process, uh, we felt like we were supposed to meet with different people that we knew within our community. And one of those people was my friend Dennis Cagle, and he was a charter school principal in the neighborhood of Glendale, where I grew oh, up. Yeah. So we had him over for dinner. My husband's a former chef. I don't know if you know what that means. It, it's a kind of recovery. You never get over cooking and feeding people. And so it's good for me because I love to eat. So that works great. <laughs> um, so uh, September 3rd of 2006, we invited Dennis and his wife and daughter over for a dinner, and we were just chatting, um, you know, normal things that everyone else talks about at, at 
events like that. And I, um, in the lull in the conversation, I said, hey, Dennis, how's your school year going? And it was September, so we were only a few weeks into the school year. And uh, his his response surprised me. He got really quiet, and he looked down at his dinner plate, and he just started to cry. Literally, tears rolled down his eyes, or his face. After he collected himself, he explained that he'd been in the school cafeteria prior to that, a week or two, and um, while most of the other kids were finishing lunch and throwing things away and leaving, um, one girl was not doing that. Uh, she was walking further into the cafeteria, and so that caught his eye. And he watched her walk up to a big black trash can and reach in, and he said, I was across the room, and I could see the piece of pizza she took out of the trash someone oh else had my. taken f- bites out of. So basically, this young lady was looking through the cafeteria trash on a daily basis um, for food that she thought was acceptable. She would put it in her pockets, keep it in her pockets until she got home, and that's what she and her brother and sister ate during the weekend. Oh, my. Yeah. So shocking to me, we used to have newspapers then, and I was surprised that at that point, this wasn't on the front page of the newspaper or on the news every night, because I felt like if I was moved to do something, probably other people were too. So after our friends left, uh, Dennis and his wife left that night, um, we were, uh, I was doing dishes and my husband did some research and he said, okay, we have a hunger problem in our city. I think we should start a nonprofit to help these kids. I think we should call it Kitchen on the Street. And I think we should start tonight. What do you think? Well, he's from the New Jersey Philly area. I don't let it. I don't hold it against him, but we don't waste any time. Basically, wow. Yes. So talk, that was the talk calling. fast, think fast, get her done. Yeah, that was the calling. <laughs> so we literally started that night the process um, to form, you know, uh, the uh, to incorporate and then um, further that with the IRS status. Um, but we also started educating ourselves, and um, there's a variety of different ways to serve these students. I don't know if you know it or not, but. Uh, prior to COVID, we had about 600,000 children in this in Maricopa County that were receiving free or reduced breakfast and lunch at school. That's a huge amount of children. Oh, that's large. Yeah. Yeah. So um, w- about one in four students uh, struggles with food insecurity, not knowing where their next meal is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 2006 when we started. We're, as a state, a lot better. We're at about the eight or um, nine mark as far as one in nine or um, or one in eight. So we've made progress, um, but we still have a long way to go simply because, you know, God designed our body to use food as fuel. Yeah. And if we don't have that and we don't have the proper food as fuel, then we can't really function and we can't be a success in the classroom and we probably won't be a success in our community as well. So when you say uh, food insecurity, uh, that's across the board. That's just not protein. It's it's not one one thing. It's just food. It's just right? food. Absolutely. Having access to food. Um, and then if we take that a step further, based on our belief to love our neighbor and feed and clothe our neighbor, mm-hmm. then um, making sure that they have the right nutrition that will, you know, fuel their body and brain is extremely important. So do you have a, a collection point? Do you how do you rate uh, get the the food for instance? Well, we We're, pray and then we beg borrow and steal. <laughs> That's what we do, okay? Nice. Thank you <laughs> God. Yeah, so, um, so clearly we have a website kitchenonthestreet.org. Anyone can go there um, to uh, donate or they can register for our newsletter or follow us on social media so that if they're interested in volunteering for one of our programs, they can. Uh, when we very first started, uh, we were very much more focused on distributing weekend bags of food. We call them bags of hope through schools. And then we also did um, fresh food uh, distributions with our local food banks. And what we found is that food is certainly one part of it, but 
um, food that is nutritious, and then also education. We just started a new education program that we go to a lot of our after-school programs and um, inner-city schools and teach food and nutrition. And these are kids that are benefiting from our food stamp program. It's called SNAP. And um, just kind of letting them or giving them the opportunity to learn about and try foods that their family doesn't generally have the budget for. And a lot of times those are healthy foods because we probably know that the grocery store, if you you shop the inside of the grocery store, the middle, that's a lot cheaper than you shopping the outside, um, which is the more expensive stuff, which is the healthier stuff. Yeah. So uh, do you do you call upon like Midwestern or some of the larger distribution points in the in the valley? We do have partnerships with them. Yes. Uh, A lot of the stuff that we put in our bag of hope, which is right now our main um, food source um, uh, or food distribution line, I guess, um, is uh, individually portioned. So we buy that in bulk. We have a warehouse in Northeast Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And along with being called to this ministry, apparently God called me to be a forklift driver because I do that as well. (laughs) Wow. I know. Look out. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. That's a funny story. When I told my husband that I had gotten a forklift uh, donated so that we could unload food, he said, who's going to drive it? And I said, I think I am. And he goes... Not to, you know, say anything, but I've seen you drive a car, and that might not be a good idea. He said I agree. very carefully, right? He said it very carefully. <laughs> but anyway, so, so yes. So, um, and again, so we bring in groups of 25 and 30 and pack mm. those bags, and they're distributed primarily through schools, um, but we also have some uh, low-income medical clinics, and um, we work with schools to, a lot of them have recently started opening family resource centers, and so instead of you know, three or four schools in a district all trying to duplicate services for a family, then they just designate one location that is a family resource center. So we'll have maybe a family food pantry there so that families can go in and um, get the food that they need. You've mentioned a a couple of these, but uh, you have have a a select list of of programs that you have. We do. One of those is Bags of Hope, you've already mentioned, Mm -hmm. Uh, family food pantries, and you're Feel free to go into some depth with, with, with these. Uh, food rescue, fresh on deck, and uh, uh, taking it to the street. And you have a, a something called Junior Board of Directors. But let's back up here and, and tell us a little bit about each one of these categories, if you would, so people sure. have a good un- understanding. Sure. So Bags of Hope, again, is a weekend nutrition program. And um, primarily through partnerships with schools, family resource centers, and then low-income medical clinics. And it's primarily a food for the weekend for a food-insecure child that has shown up on Monday showing signs of not having um, consistently eaten over the weekend. Research shows that when a student is not getting proper nutrition for an entire weekend, um, two days, basically, they're out of school Friday afternoon, so, um, you know, that amount of time. Um, Once they start receiving that food again, say Monday at breakfast at school, it's it really takes them till Wednesday before they're able to um, get back all of the, um, I guess, brain power that they need to be able to sit, you know, and focus on the lesson and understand what's actually going on. I think we've probably all been hangry before. I know I have. And that's really what this is, except to a a greater extent, clearly. Mm, They haven't just missed one meal. They've missed a lot. So what we found uh, evidence 
uh, from the Bags of Hope program is that reading scores increased by 12% and math scores increased by 26% once a child is enrolled in that program and receiving food on a regular basis. I'm going to intercede inter- just for a moment. Yeah. Uh, if you're late uh, coming into this this for, uh, uh, sh- uh, Rescuers Radio Show episode, uh, my guest today is um, Lisa Scarpinato, and the nonprofit is uh, Kitchen on the Streets. <laughs> Kitchen on the Streets. I have too many notes here in front of me. So uh, go ahead and where you were. Sure. So um, the family food pantry is, uh, if you could just imagine a small pantry, um, a lot of times they're in family resource centers or schools, a small little area where they have um, shelving and we can bring in primarily non-perishable foods. I'm not sure if you know, but Arizona um, has an epidemic of grand families. That's grandparents raising grandchildren. And a I'm lot surprised. It's yeah. Arizona being Arizona. Big yeah. issue. So we have a lot of grandparents on a fixed income and really don't have, you know, the budget to be feeding more than just themselves. So uh, this helps them um, do that. Uh, the other programs we have fresh on deck is our mobile uh, education program, uh, and that is a great collaboration between the Arizona Diamondbacks, United Healthcare, and Kitchen on the Street, nice. and it's been very fun. Um, you just never know what kids are going to say to you, so <laughs> especially about food. Yeah. So that's very fun. Uh, we do have a junior board of directors. That's junior high, high school, and college-age students that uh, spend a year with us. We have some meetings so that they understand uh, what it's like to uh, really look into a nonprofit and even read uh, Nonprofits 990 so that they recognize how the funds are being spent and is that in line with their thinking or their beliefs kind of thing. And through that process, they become leaders in our volunteer opportunities that uh, we we have for uh, the community to come into. So they get a chance to be a leader, uh, have speaking opportunities as well as learning opportunities. So I, when I read that, I was extremely uh, impressed with that because I don't I can't think of anywhere else where they've done this. We haven't heard of anywhere else where, where they've done this. Yeah. So we're one of the best kept secrets in Phoenix, I yeah. say. That's the brain trust of my husband. And it's been a really exciting opportunity to see. One thing that came from one of the junior boards is that um, originally our food backpack, our bags of hope program had food only for the child. And as a result of an idea from a junior board member, she said, let's look into what it what the benefits are of a family meal like together. And yeah. so we found that when a student shares a meal with their family, their vocabulary increases, their grade point averages increase, their uh, substance abuse rates and teen pregnancy decreases. Nice. So we felt like, hey, that's not only good for a family, it's good yeah. for a community and for our state as a whole. So that idea to change the contents of our bag of hope so that we include a bag for the in- or meal for the family came from that junior board. Well, especially gaining some better a better grounding or or, uh, information about family structures, right? Because there's so many that that they don't have a full family structure. Clearly. Uh, One parent household. And uh, it seems like this would help a lot with Absolutely. that. We believe it's very much in line with our faith. That yeah. is something that we've seen for a lot of years is the breakdown in the family yeah. uh, dynamic and how um, children are missing out, unfortunately. And then that means our whole community is missing out. Yeah. So it, it grieves my heart, and we're happy to be doing this and promoting that dinner table. So these are junior high, high school, and college students. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
and they're able to, to go out and volunteer. They are. They become okay. leaders at our volunteer okay. events, and um, they can come and do those education classes, our Fresh on Deck education classes with us if they want. Um, and they just get an opportunity to see what it's like um, involved, highly involved in nonprofit. So all of this, all of this uh, kitchen on the streets uh, mission and the non nonprofit came from you and and your husband Vince uh, praying for a way to serve God and the community. You didn't really know, know that was going to be the pinpoint, though, right? No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, I think it's amazing, in my opinion, how God works because He takes you through a series of things as you're going through your life. And then all of a sudden, wham, he wants to use everything he's taught you and brought you through in this one one area that you never could have conceived. At least I couldn't. Maybe other people, yeah. there. I know a lot of people are smarter than me, so they probably could, but I could never conceive this. So my husband had a food background. I had a, a food service background. I'd been involved with children before. He, you know, he had an education background as well. So it's been exciting to see. And um helps me, I guess, encourage and inspire other people. Sometimes we don't like the job yeah. that we have. Yeah. And so if we could just realize, hey, God's grooming me for something else. I'm yes. just going to come here and be obedient every day and see what, <laughs> where it takes me. It's amazing what happens. Yeah. So, uh, wow. So um, I, on the school side, have they become a more aware of kids going to the trash cans on a Friday is that is that awareness stepped up as well? Absolutely. In 2006, when I was doing research, uh, I have to be honest, a lot of our schools didn't really want to talk about it because they thought it was bringing negative press kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, and in just trying to f- to find out what what we how we could serve these kids, I had to do research all the way across the board. And in Ari- we didn't have anything in Arizona at the time on any of the websites that I was looking at. So we found um, some. Uh, nonprofits and even churches highly really who was doing that in 2006 were our churches and mm-hmm. so a lot of our um, food banks have uh, created a great budget and they have a phenomenal program and kitchen on the street is not the only nonprofit uh, that's not a large food bank that's doing this in our city we've got some or our state we've got some great other organizations that are trying to meet this need as well. So did that awareness grow from from you? Yes. um, We have had some opportunity to be on radio, this radio station, and in newspapers. And as a result, we've been contacted by people who've said, hey, I've realized this is a problem in my neighborhood. Can I either come alongside you and we can address it in my location, or can you teach me how to do this somewhere else? And so we have here and um, in other states. I hate to say what I'm about to say, but it, it really will have a positive impact on families that that don't take notice of what their kids are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or where did that come from? Where how did you get that? Mm-hmm. And I did, I haven't gone to the store, and I I mean that there's a whole list of of new awarenesses I think that you've brought brought to a head, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons behind yeah. this issue. Some of it is um, people just don't have the money, uh, and that clearly is heartbreaking. There are other yeah. issues where it's a neglect issue because maybe they mm-hmm. have the parent has a particular habit that they would prefer to fund, and the child then is um, left to fend for themselves, yeah. and um, just a variety of different things. Yeah. So, 
Well, I and I like the the point where it smooths out the. I mean, the the spikes since since pandemic, quite frankly, uh, the spikes of um, of suicide, the spikes of of all of this that what you're saying is, is has gone under. You know, there there's not an, there was not enough awareness mm-hmm. to come forth with. Um, so good for you guys to to do this. And and God just continues to <laughs> to grow it, right? Absolutely. I mean, you must be at a place now where you couldn't even see it going to the direction it is right now. No. When we started this, it was in our house, and we would just invite people over to help us pack the bags. And um, now we have a warehouse and a forklift and yeah. <laughs> uh, an education program. And, uh, you know, um, it's been an exciting process. Uh, a lot of people would think, wow, 17 years you've been doing the same thing. And for 17 years I have been we're living out my calling, but it hasn't always looked the same, which I think is kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, sometimes God works through the education program or, yeah. you know, through the bag program or through junior board or so every day is different and that's kind of exciting you know uh you don't do these kinds of things for awards (laughs) but you have been blessed uh with with a few recognitions and when that's good because it brings more uh uh, uh, awareness of what you're doing right absolutely uh you were a recipient of the points of light award for to then 2007 i was that was under bush senior's presidency yes and in recognition of your community service and involvement in uh, in co-founding uh kitchen on the street in 2010 uh you received the women doing good award Presented by Self Magazine. That's a big deal. It was. I got to be on the Today Show with Hoda Copy and uh, Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> it was quite exciting. Yeah. So, gosh, tell us more about that. <laughs> How did it come about? They called you or, or? So a coworker of mine that had been coming to my house to help us volunteer, um, she saw an ad in um, Self Magazine about, you know, nominate your friend woman doing good kind of thing and so they nominated me and um i got calls and uh had to you know do some interview phone interviews and different things like that and so yeah i was selected there were only two other recipients so three of us that year we got to go to new york manhattan and spend the weekend and be on the show and (laughs) that was uh, fun yeah get a tour of the nbc (laughs) studios it was great it was a a phenomenal experience yeah so uh you're also uh a member of the president's circle and advisory committee at uh, paradise valley community college i am i am a product of our maricopa county community colleges and uh, we just felt like that was a really good fit for us to be involved with the community and to understand uh, what's going on yeah. with college students that is also a large population a growing population of food insecure people in our community boots on the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh, one more here i i, I noticed you uh, human uh, resource management um you you have a BA in human resource management. I do, and so all of this God has used for the for the common good, right? Absolutely, okay. every job from when I was like in college, literally, I can think back and say, "Oh, I did this at that job, and now I'm using it here." Yeah, so so kitchen on the street, um, and if if someone wants to 
after hearing this show, wants to contact you, how do they do that? Uh, they can visit kitchenonthestreet.org and uh, just click on our email uh, at link and they can get me. It's info at kitchenonthestreet.net. That's my email address. Or they can find Kitchen on the Street on Facebook or on Instagram. We're, we're in our last uh, minute and a half, I think. So I, I just, uh, Lisa and Vince uh, Scarpinato. You are rescuers, whether you see that or not. You, you guys are changing and saving lives, which is what this show's all about. And God's blessings uh, to you, and thank you for being on the Rescuers show today. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.